0: I'm going to begin tonight, and I'm going to talk this evening about the weakest Christian. Everybody say that with me, the weakest Christian. And some of you already in your mind are saying, oh, Lord, he's fixing to talk to me. I'm fixing to talk to all of us, because I believe that the Lord has somewhat to say unto us this evening. David said in the Psalms, in Psalms chapter 6, now, if you're new here and uh, you've never been before, we've... We don't pull out all the musical instruments, and uh, I did sing last Wednesday night. In case you missed it, you—you, you, uh, it was a great treat, I know. But uh, I called Toby up, and we sang an old song at the end, "Jesus Hold My Hand." I didn't get one comp, and I'm pretty upset about that. <laughs> that ought to tell you something, shouldn't it? <laughs> We don't sing a lot, we don't play a lot, but we do go to the word of the Lord, and God has some good things to say. In Psalms chapter 6 and verse 2, I gave him these scriptures. I don't know if you made if I gave it in time for you, Tommy. You gonna hang with me? Amen. You can read it on the screen. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. Everybody say it with me. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. And then David said, O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. In the 26th chapter of Matthew, Jesus said to his disciples that were with him, he said, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. One more reading in your, in your hearing today. Thank you, Bob and Francis, for standing, and thank you for the, come on, let's just stand again for the word of the Lord. I think that's a great thing. Look at your neighbor and say, get used to it. Luke chapter 7 and verse 28. For I say unto you, among those that are born of woman, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he That is least in the kingdom of God is greater than He. I'm gonna talk tonight about the weakest Christian. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. This generation that we live in of Christians, probably more than any other generation, has sought to make God in their image. They've created, now listen to me closely a God or a Savior who is a little more than their buddy. His will for them always seems to be exactly what they want. And he's never disturbed by their willful sin. But let's get it right here on this Wednesday night. Weakness is not repeated willful sin. If you are consistently, willfully making choices in opposition to the Word of God, you're a sinner. Not a saint, you're a sinner. If you are, I'm going to repeat that, if you are consistently, willfully doing things in opposition to God's Word, you are not a saint, you are a sinner. But, If you are sincerely attempting to serve God, this message tonight is for you. No matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you've already fallen or how many times you will fall in the future, God still loves you and he still wants to use you. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 7. He said for the good that I that I would I do not. But the evil which I would not that I do. Now if you read that whole scope of scripture right there, you will you will find that Paul is struggling with his own flesh. And he's admitting some things in the scriptures that says, I want to do good, but I don't always do good. Can anybody identify I want to be better, but sometimes I'm just not better. I want to give my best, but sometimes I don't give my best. But he said, For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. It was Jesus that said, A bruised reed shall he not break in Matthew chapter 12. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment unto victory. I'm here to tell you today that God can take the weakest and God can take the most insignificant. And God has and God will. And I'm going to prove you this in our Bible study tonight. You are never disqualified from the kingdom of God by failure. Your failure is a place for you to step up And understand that God forgives and God will pick you up and God will carry you through. Somebody here ought to say amen. If we were damned by our failures, there wouldn't be a one of us in this church tonight. Amen. If we were doomed no matter what when we fail God, I want to tell you I personally thank God for forgiveness. I personally thank God for mercy. I want to stand here tonight and say thank God for the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God. I want to thank the Lord that he brought me out. He picked me up. And he didn't just pick me up one time. He's picked me up over and over and over again because he never gives up on humanity as long as we're putting our foot forward trying to serve him. Amen? It was David that said in Psalms 51, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. And I love this scripture. It's one of my favorite. It said, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Here's what the Lord loves. He loves people that know how to repent. He loves people that live repentant lives. You say, I don't have to do that. O oh, self-righteous man, be careful. For to him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. We, you know what? Sometimes we may, not, we may not have went out and got drunk and shot up drugs and committed adultery and robbed a bank, but we can come to church with a bad attitude sometime we need to repent of. If y'all don't say amen, I'll quit, I'll quit preaching and go to meddling. I can get down to where we live. Amen. But f- the facts are, he's a forgiven God. Every one of us, every one, and I'm not excluding me and I'm not excluding you, every one of us has weakness. Amen. There are physical weaknesses, there's emotional weaknesses, there's relational weaknesses. There's financial weaknesses, we've all got that. There's intellectual weaknesses, and there's things that your body can't do, and some of us even have fashion weaknesses. We all have different kinds of weaknesses. Amen? See, my wife and I, Toby was in the office, we was talking about clothes and and uh, I, I said, you know, something about clothes. My wife said, that's because you don't care about clothes. She, yes, said that's not a priority to you. She said, you always want a boat or a gun. I said, you figured it out, sister, after 50 years. <laughs> but we all have weaknesses. We have things that we don't do well. The real issue tonight is not do I have weaknesses? But what am I going to do with my weakness? What, normally, what we normally do is we deny them or we defend them or we excuse them. Sometimes we even resent them and most of all, we hide them. We don't want people around us to know about our weaknesses. You understand what I'm saying? There's are some things that we don't want on display. Then God comes along and he says, you know what I can do with you? Do you know what your weaknesses are and how I can use you in the kingdom of God? That doesn't make sense to us because we think in our finite mind, in our little way of thinking, we think that God wants to look at our strength and say, Yeah. That's what I'm after right there. But that's not what God's always after. Sometimes he's after your weakness. Because in weakness, we are made strong. It was Isaiah that picked up the pen and wrote this in verse 55 and verse 8 and 9. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Talking, he's he's prophesying and saying this is what the Lord is saying. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. How many of you are glad on this Wednesday night that my thoughts are not God's thoughts, and your thoughts are not God's thoughts, and my ways and your ways are not God's ways? See, if, 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 if you went by my thoughts, I'd already wrote some people off. By my thoughts, I would have I would already changed some things about probably every one of us. But my thoughts are not God's thoughts. And my ways are not God's ways. As a matter of fact, Isaiah said, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's saying where, where you are down here, and the heavens is up there, that's how how the distance is between what I think and what you think. You can't understand the mysteries of God. You don't always know. Now, we pray for the mind of God. Don't get me wrong. But his thoughts, I'm talking about his everyday thoughts, are higher than the thoughts of mankind. His ways are so much higher than the ways of mankind. He said, as the heavens are, higher than the earth, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and that's the kind of God we serve. Paul then picks up the pen in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27, and this is what he said. But God, listen to this closely, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't that something? That's a powerful scripture. I don't know if you understand. I don't know if any of us really understand how powerful that is. Paul is saying God chose foolish things to confound the wise of this world. What you and I think are foolish, God takes and uses for the kingdom of God. Amen? And then he went on, he said, God chose the weak things. Here we are talking about weakness. The weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh, somebody say no flesh, come on, say it, no flesh, should glory in his presence. You know why he does that? So that man won't get the glory. Man can't say, I got it all figured out because God takes foolish things and confounds the wise. God takes weak things and he confounds the mighty. Those who think they're strong, you're not strong you're weak in the eyes of God and when you get up against the divine powers of God we are absolutely nothing. I don't care how much worldly strength you have. I don't care how much wisdom you have and how much learning and education you have and I'm not against education. I'm not against any of that. And I, you know I, I'm our, I'm for all of that, but we are nothing in the, in the sight of God. And we are nothing beside God. We are very weak. And we are, very, we are very foolish, and so God takes foolish things to confound and weak things to confound and base things he chooses, and he, he does that. The Bible said that nobody, no flesh, nobody could say, it was me, I did that. God wants the glory. Let me tell you, when you back off of some things in your life and turn it over to God, he'll perform the miracle in your life, but he may not do it until you back off and get your hands off of it because he don't want you getting the glory for it. Amen? Everybody with me tonight, say amen. So God purposely works through weak people. Why? So he can show his power. He's not impressed with how strong we are. He wants us to be impressed by how strong he is. Amen? He wants you to know he's in charge. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 said this, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not going to happen. By your might or your power or the world power or anything else in this world, but by the Spirit of God, He can do, God can do more in 30 seconds than you can do in 30 years. Amen? You've heard me say that before, but it's the truth. You see, that's the good news because most of us, we're not extraordinary people. We don't have bodies like models, we don't look like weightlifters, we don't have extraordinary. Intellect, for the most part, some of you may may think you do. Amen? You may be like the guy that knew a little bit about nothing and he kept learning more and more about less and less until he finally knew all about nothing. Just a thought. But we don't have extraordinary intellect. We're just normal, ordinary people. We're We're just people, God says, It's okay. I don't I don't choose through natural strength. I'm not looking at who's the smartest in the building. Let me tell you what God would rather have. He'd rather have He'd rather have your your availability than He had your ability. You might be able to now no I'm not I'm gonna pick on Toby, but you you may be able to play the instrument like nobody in America. But if you got the wrong spirit, God's not interested. You may be able to sing like a mockingbird, but if you want all the glory, I had somebody tell me not long ago, literally tell me this statement. I, I sat in awe, and they said this to me. "Well, We just don't get enough praise. I almost swallowed my tongue. I thought, what are we in this for? Is it about praise or is it about serving God? If you gotta have praise, honey, you you're in trouble. Amen. I'll tell you what he said. He said it in the Lord Prayer. To thine, it's thy kingdom, and it's thy glory. Amen? And it's thy honor forever. So I choose I choose to throw my weakness in the hands of God because God don't choose through natural strength. He said, I choose through natural weakness so that my power can shine through humanity. God can, and I'm going to prove that. Just, Just stay with me. I'm going to give you some great examples here in just a, a moment. But again, when we talk about weakness, we're not talking about sins. We're not talking about character flaws that you can change, you know, like, impatience, and greed, and laziness, and gluttony, let's quit saying amen, let's all just say oh me, I think I just got every one of us, amen? We're, we're not talking about that, we're not, we're not talking about things that we can change. We're talking about natural weaknesses in our, in our makeup. Weakness is any limitation in my life that I inherited or cannot change. Now think about that. It's a limitation in my life that I inherited or cannot change. And there are all kinds of limitations like that. For instance, there's physical defects that people are born with. There's ex- external circumstances that you can't always control. There's unexpected financial setbacks in our lives. There's relationship pressures, sometimes within your own family, that you can't fix. There's emotional tendencies that you are predisposed toward, and some talents are completely beyond your ability. I'd hate to have to know that y'all were dependent on me to play the keyboard Sunday morning because I'd be... You'd, We'd be in trouble. We better pull out the tracks. Amen? There's some things I can't do. Some talents are beyond my ability and beyond my control. But here's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The excellency of the power has got to be in God. Let me tell you, I can't preach without God. You can't usher without God. You can't teach without God. You can't sing without God. Not and do it effectively. God is the author of this thing, and God chooses whom he will. The Bible said he puts some up and he puts some down, and it's his choice of what he wants to do because he uses humble, weak people. You see... There's there's something about clay pots that, you know, they break easy. They They are not indestructible. And when we talk about having treasure in earthen vessels, we're talking about just clay pots. It's what Paul was actually saying. They're not indestructible. But more than that, every clay pot has inherited design flaws. It is imperfect within its own self. We are just ordinary, if I could put it this way, containers. But we have a great God. Someone wrote a book entitled God Uses Cracked Pots. Thank God that he does because I'm a cracked pot. I'm telling you right now that this vessel is not perfect, but I want to give God praise that I have been able to be used of God in all of my weakness, and you ought to do the same thing. Whatever God has done through you and whatever God has done for you and whatever God has done with you, you ought to give God praise because he took your weakness and he made something usable in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, the Bible don't just tell us to admit our weaknesses. It tells us to be thankful for our weaknesses. That's what it says. You say, oh, you've got to be kidding. I want to come to church and take a, A magic pill to get rid of all these weaknesses. I want the preacher to pray over me and everything be gone. I don't want to. I don't want you to tell me to be grateful for them, Pastor. I want to be free. I want everything gone out of my life that is weak. Why in the world would anybody be thankful for weakness? Because. There are benefits to weakness, and weaknesses are blessings in disguise because we understand that in our weakness, God can make us strong. And when something happens in our life, I'm telling you right now, we know where the source is, and we better never forget that every good and perfect gift cometh from above. Hallelujah. The foolishness of God Paul said in first 1 Corinthians 1: 125 the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God read it on the screen the weakness of God is what' is stronger than man God at his weakest point God if he has any weakness evidently this writer's thought that maybe God had some weakness because he said even the weakness of God is stronger than men. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm hurrying now. He said, he said, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, watch what the Lord said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when, say it with me, it's the last line on the screen. For when I am weak, then I am. That don't make sense, does it, to the human mind? Well, I thought we were just supposed to be strong Christians. I thought we just supposed to be strong people. I thought we just supposed to walk strong in the Lord. When I am weak, then I am strong. God uses weakness. So being thankful for our weakness guarantees God's help. It also causes you to value others. You make a strong rope not by making one solid cord but by putting many strands of cord together. That's the way the rope is made. And there's... That's the value of unity in our lives and the value of a church family in your life. We're all weak in different ways and we all have problems in different times and different ways. But through, through the cord that is wrapped together and through every strand of every member of the body, we become strong because in our weaknesses, God makes us strong. You know, if a brother falls, what does the Bible said, pick him up. In the spirit of meekness, pick him up. He's your brother, he's weak. Dave Gardner, y'all don't even know Dave Gardner. Dave Gardner was a committee comedian in my day, and he said, if a man's down, kick him. But that's not what the Bible said. If someone's down, pick him up. Romans said Roman, Roman said this he said Paul said 14:1, him that is weak in the faith receive you, but not to doubtful disputations." Uh, He said also in Romans 15 and 1, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. If somebody's struggling, if somebody can't make it and they're weak, it doesn't matter. You ought to be the pastor. You can hear some real good stuff. (laughs) Y'all waiting on it, ain't you? The good stuff. Well, let me tell you some good stuff. Here's the good stuff. Somebody makes a mistake. You ain't got no business judging them at all. Yeah, come on, somebody struggles, the right thing to do is not judge them and bring judgment upon them, but pray for them. Well, I tell you what, they don't need to be doing this, and she don't need to be doing that, and he don't need to be doing that. How about you let God worry about that? Huh? Well, I don't like the way they act. Well, but you know what? God probably don't like the way you act sometimes. Matter of fact, he don't like your attitude when you act like that. Y'all still love me? Oh, sure you do. You didn't say amen right there. You need to go repent because you got to love good preaching. See, here's the problem through the years. And I've been around the church all my life all my life, but I've watched many a wounded man die. I've watched many a wounded saint lose their way and never come back. Because instead of helping people in their weakness, we murdered them. Well, that ain't in my notes but that's the truth whether you like it or not. Amen. You see, when we're strong, we ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and and not to please ourselves. Don't worry about you, just worry about them. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11:29 there's a lot of scriptures here. Who is weak and I am not weak. Who is offended and I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. If I'm going to get any glory, it's going to be in the weakness of my life. It's going to be when I fall on my face. I cannot tell you how many times. And look, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying this to have something to say behind this pulpit. I, I confess to you the honest truth when I say this. and I'm not, I'm not playing when I say this. You don't know how many times I've told God, God, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know why I'm here. I don't have enough sense to be here. I don't have a great education. I don't even know why you put me where I am. But I'll do my best because in my weakness, he makes me strong. Is there anybody with me today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.22, To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. But he said, you know what I did? I became weak to those that were weak. I, I, I tried to get right where they are and make them understand that I'm weak too. The greatest thing that weakness does for us is it gives us ministry. You know why Jesus can understand you? Do you want to know? Because Jesus walked upon earth. And the Bible said he was tempted in all things such as we are, yet without sin. He understands every move, every day, every hour, everything we go through. God understands it because he lived right in the world that you live in. Amen. So weakness gives us ministry. God put us on earth, not just to live for ourselves, but to live for other people. Your greatest ministry, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest ministry will flow out of your weakness. I want you to understand that your greatest life message is going to come out of your deepest hurt. The people, there's there's a there's a hospital not far from here and I I'm not going to name it, but I was talking to my wife about it. It's a it's a place where people rehab. You know what she told me? She said, oh, as far as I know, every Thing that teaches over there, everything that instructs over there, everything that helps people, are former. Whatever they are, they've been there. How can they help people? They've been there. Anybody ever been there? I'm not talking about there. I'm just talking about there. There. The very thing that causes you grief and pain will give you the ability to. Bring that message to somebody else. The very thing that hurts you deeply. It's where you can help somebody else. You see, in our weakness, that's where we make made strong. Well, yes, sister, I've been through that. I know right where you are. I put my hand on Leitris McNabb's shoulder yesterday and said, I've never lost my mother. Not yet, thank God. But I've lost my father, so I feel your pain. I know where you are. How many of you in here understand that death, when you go through death, you understand a little better how to have sympathy for somebody that goes through death? God wants you to use your weakness to encourage people. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying tonight. Hebrews 11 and 32 said this, And what shall I I more say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. And watch what it said. Out of weakness were made strong. All those I just mentioned. Let's talk about God using weak people, okay? You want to talk about Moses? You know, Moses had a stuttering problem. He had a speech impediment. And besides that, anger was Moses' weakness. Oh, you want, to, you want me to tell you why? Because he killed an Egyptian in his anger. He broke the tables of stone in his anger. He smoked the rock twice in his anger. And yet only he and Jesus in the Bible were called meek. But you know why? Because he got his anger under control. And in his weakness... He became one of the greatest leaders of all time in the the kingdom. Amen. You want to talk about David? Listen to this. David was a rascal. He was on top of the roof and saw a woman bathing on the other roof, and he lusted after another man's wife. He committed adultery with her. He, He took that man, that woman's husband, and put him on the front lines of battle so he would be murdered and die. And then the prophet Nathan comes and he lies to the preacher. But you know what God called him? Does anybody know what God called him? David was the man after God's heart. But in his weakness. That's why you read Psalms chapter 51. If you if you if you can't read Psalms 51 and be moved, let me tell you when I really Need to touch God. I, I can open my Bible to Psalms 51 and just start reading Psalms 51, praying Psalms 51. You talk about a powerful, powerful word of God that David said. I, let, me, let me go there so I won't misquote it. Let me just go there. This is not in my notes, but let me just go there for you. This is why David was a man after God's own heart. This is why the Lord loved David because he knew what all he had done and he started praying. He said, have mercy on me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For he said this in verse 3, I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. I can't ever forget what I've done, God. I'm so sorry. Would you wash me? He said, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, he said, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, thou Shalt make me to know wisdom. And this is, this is the prayer. He said, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy at gladness, that the bones that thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin, and blot out all mine iniquity. I'm going to end with th- th- verse 10. Listen to what he said. Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. I know I sinned. I know I was wicked. I know I committed murder. I know I committed adultery. I know I lied to the prophet of God. But I'm sorry. And God said, David, you're a man after my own heart. Weakness. Abraham was weak. You ever heard Abraham, who's called the father of the faithful? Well, he didn't always have faith. Oh, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take some of your theories right now and throw them out the window. He's called the father of faithful, but his greatest weakness was his lack of faith. Do you know one time he lied and had his or had his wife pretend to be a sister because he didn't believe God was going to do what he said he's going to do? Do you know that Abraham didn't believe? that he was going to have a promised child at the beginning. Oh, I know, I know. He doubted God could protect him from the enemy who wanted his wife. And so he said, you just tell him you're my sister. That ain't much faith. But God called him the father the faithful. And furthermore, he called him the friend of God in his weakness. Gideon, Gideon, become Israel's leader from the Midianites and deliver. God called him a mighty man of valor. And while God, listen, while God was saying, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor, he was hid in the cave from the enemy. Oh, you mighty man of valor. He said, oh, God, I can't do this. But God takes weakness out. You don't think you can, Gideon, but I'm seeing what you don't see. I'm calling you a mighty man of valor. You remember a guy by the name of Simon Peter? Do you remember when God called him a rock? He wasn't always a rock. He was anything but stable. A rock's pretty stable, wouldn't you think? But I tell you what Peter did. He denied the Lord three times. Amen. Amen. He was violent impulsively. He cut a man's ear off. They come to get Jesus. He pulls out his sword and whacks the guy's ear off. Jesus puts it back on the side of his head. That's not a fairy tale. That really happened. But yet the Lord had Simon Peter stand with the keys to the kingdom and give the apostolic message on the day of Pentecost. He used his weakness. Let me get one more. Let me talk about Jacob. Jacob, whose name meant deceiver or supplanter. He was a schemer. He made one mess after another, and then he ran from it. He was a runner. He ran all of his life. He ran from his brother. He ran from, from, from people that he had wronged, and, and he ran until the night that he wrestled with God. And that is when he said, "I'm not going to let you go until you bless me." So, you know what God did? He said, "Okay." Okay. I'll bless you. And he touched Jacob. He he touched Jacob at his greatest point of strength and made him weak because he touched him in the hollow of his thigh, and he never could run again. He left that night with a limp and a changed name. But he never was a runner again. God took Jacob in his weakness and made him a mighty man and called him Israel, for thou art a prince with God and with man, forever limping, never forgetting that he had weakness. So pain, and I hurry, pain sensitizes us to the hurts of other people. And if you want to have a ministry in this world, Use your weakness. Jesus Christ received wounds so that he could heal us. He was weak in his flesh, but yet he stood tall and saved us. The bottom line is stop using your weakness for an excuse to not do anything for God and use your weakness to do something for God. Amen? Stop using it for an excuse or a crutch and say, well, you know, I can't tell you how many people said, Pastor, I just don't know if I can do that. Let me tell you, God can take you and use you. You say, i am fallen and I'm weak. There's a lot of folks that's fallen and are weak. There's a lot of, but I'll tell you what Paul said. He said, I can do all things. Somebody say all things. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. So you know what you need to do? You need to beat your shares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak. This is Joel chapter 3. I read it this morning as a matter of fact. I was reading my scriptures and, and it, Joel chapter 3, it's what it said. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I'm strong. You know what I want to encourage you to do on this night? Don't don't let the devil lie to you another day. You take your weakness and you use it for God. And you use it to be victorious in your life. And you walk in faith that your weakness will be your strength because when you turn your weakness into the hands of God, he uses that and manipulates things in your life for your weakness to become your greatest asset. God is not looking for perfect people. He found you and me. So we know he's not looking for perfect people. He's not looking for people that have all the talent and all the ability and all the, you know, there's some people that just look like they have everything. God is not necessary. He'll use that if they'll humble themselves in the mighty hand of God. He will exalt them in due season. But God's not necessarily looking for that. He's looking for people who have weaknesses. I'm going to hurry through this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. I'm hurrying to a close. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So what if you're weak? God is strong, and he's got his hand on you. Stand all over the house with me. Micah said it this way in one of my favorite scriptures of all, this, all the Word of God. In Micah chapter 7, you ought to go there and underline it in your Bible. It said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Don't you worry, Satan, you're a liar. Don't you worry, I may be weak, but in my weakness, I am made strong. Well, I can't teach. I can't preach. I can't sing. I can't do. You know what? You may not be able to carry a tune in a surf bucket, but I tell you what you can do. You can be used of God because God will take that weakness and he will turn it into strength. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray this word goes deep into our spirit. God, for those who came to this building tonight thinking that they are nobodies, I pray the prayer of faith over them right now. For those who have said, why, Lord, won't you use me, I'm asking you to take their weakness and turn it into a mighty strength and a power of God that can be used by the Holy Ghost. Do a work, Lord, that only you can do. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking you for it. Touch every soul and every mind in this building tonight and let it penetrate deep into our spirit. Let the Word of God go deep in us and don't let us forget it, Lord. And when we wake up tomorrow and we will, We realize how frail and how weak we are that you, God, can take us in your arms and you can make something great out of us because in our weakness you are our strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Ushers come. We'll receive our offering this evening. I hope I've helped you somewhat. started studying that, I just realized how frail and weak we all are, but how great and how mighty God is. Amen. If you if you want to you wanna take the attitude of, you know what, I'm somebody and I can make it on my own, God bless you, brother. I hope you make it. But I tell you the best way to make it, he that exalteth himself, the Bible said, shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself, are you listening? He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. God knows how to pick you up in your weak times.